Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everybody, this is Pat the Talking Bearskin Rug, and I'm here with a uh, special um, segment that we are releasing for Flame On. Um, Yesterday, June 12th, at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, um, there was a shooting at Pulse Orlando, and um, it's become the deadliest mass shooting in United States history, and it affected a lot of us here uh, with Flame On and in Orlando and across the United States and the world. We had originally planned to uh, record for our next episode that's going to be coming out in about a a week and a half or so for you, but we couldn't not talk about the events that had transpired, Um, And we wanted to share those thoughts and uh, feelings with you guys as soon as possible. This will also be contained within the uh, episode that's going to come out um, a week from this coming Friday. Um, But we wanted to, we needed to share this with all of you out there uh, as soon as possible. If you are hearing this and you were directly affected by the senseless, senseless violence that occurred, then our deepest and most sincere apologies and and thoughts and grief and support is with you. If you know someone or are just hurting because of the senseless violence, then our support and our love is with you as well. So here is our conversation about the shooting at Pulse Orlando. So today is Sunday, June 12th, 2016, and we are recording this on our normal recording day, but uh, we, of course, uh, live in Orlando, all of us, and we would be remiss to not discuss the horrific shooting that happened late last night or early this morning at the Pulse uh, Club in Orlando, uh, downtown Orlando. And I want to start with just uh, touching on the fact that there is at least one member of our Flame On extended family who is still among the missing, and that's Drew Leonin. Uh, If you want to go back in the feed, we did a Star Wars uh, micro probably a year and a half, two years ago. It's, It's been a while. And before Force Awakens and all that. And he actually, uh, I think, also came on the show previously. He was a good friend. uh, Well, let's put it this way. We don't know if he is indeed among the dead, 
but he is certainly among the missing. And his mother, if you've been watching any of the coverage or you, you see this later, his mother has been very prominently featured on the news reacting to the fact that she can't find out, which is just tragic. We do know that her uh, his boyfriend, uh, Juan, was also was killed. Uh, they they confirmed that he died in surgery. So uh, Drew, like I said, is an extended member of the Flamon family, a close friend of Joshua's, who uh, I've actually talked to, and he's basically holding vigil in California. So we have a very personal connection. I think Oral, you also have some friends who are uh, affected. No, I um I know some people. Um, my friend's girlfriend was uh, shot twice. Uh, she made it through surgery and seems to be in recovery. Um, they lost uh, two friends uh, there. They didn't make it. Uh, I've got some other friends who have friends who were there. Um, some got off with flesh wounds. Um, some also died. Uh, a friend of mine, his... Uh, a friend of his, his roommate, was there. Um, it was one of the the hostages, and it's not doing so hot. So it's um it's been a rough. Yeah, I mean it's and and we we kind of talked before we started recording, but uh, Pulse is a club that is usually catering to the slightly younger demographic uh, of the gay community. It's a very nice club. In fact, I I started going there back close to when it opened. And we would go, actually, Eric and I would go on Tuesday nights for their $2 martinis. Yeah, and they also had karaoke, and it was just a nice place to hang out. We uh, we had many memorable nights there. Uh, Janine, uh, not, not Janine, what's Yeah, uh, it was Janine. Joey's, Joey Fatone's sister used to host the karaoke there, and we, we definitely had some really fun, I mean, great experiences. And for a long time, that was my gay bar. I had no other. I didn't go to Parliament. I didn't go to anything else, really. That was it. Yeah. Um, and it's been in Orlando for a long time, but it, it's a it's a smaller bar, and I think we were discussing this earlier. It's quite possible that he targeted it either because of the marketing that it has. Um, this guy who, who I'm not even going to name, not because I, I don't even feel like his name deserves to be mentioned on anything, but uh, he evidently was upset by men kissing, as according to his father, and uh, must have found out about Pulse because he wasn't from the Orlando area; he's from South Florida. Um, but Pulse could very, very well have been targeted because it is kind of a small club and it's very hard to get around in the club and very few exits uh, as well. Um, but uh, we are just going to discuss a little bit of that. I want to talk a little bit about Drew and just kind of address this issue because obviously this is in our hometown and it's now the, I think, the worst. Is that true? It's That's a, what they're calling it. Yeah, yeah, I think Sandy, was it Sandy Hook is the next one? or? And I guess in the 20s yeah, it was or 30s. 30, 35. Well, mm-hmm. well, the 20s and 30s, like 19, there was a, they said like 40 some odd people were blown up in a, in a bombing. But so, this is the worst U.S. Yeah, well, no, that's U.S. too. But oh, the, yeah. this is the deadliest mass shooting in the U.S. history. Yeah. yeah. Right here in Orlando. So. And depending on how you look at it, whether it's um, deaths or injuries, we are either the, this is either the second or third greatest. Um, terror attack sin or uh counting 9-11 but from 9-11 to today this is uh the second worst for fatalities and um third if you if you count uh wounded the boston um 
the Boston Marathon bombing um, had about 120 injured, and uh, but only just a few killed. Where we're at 50 and 53 for um, dead and wounded. Yeah, so I mean, we figured they. I think they even said the club had about 300 and change people in it, mm-hmm. and this was like yeah. closing time. It was like 2 a.m. Yeah, and um, a hundred of those were shot, and now you know. That's all going on. So uh, we found out about this this morning. I mean, let's, we'll talk a little bit, I guess, about all our experiences with it. My mother, uh, Jeff and my mother, called us, uh, called me at 6 a.m. and was freaking out and texting, and I was half asleep, and I thought something was bad on their side. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm awake. What's up? And then she told me about it. I was just like, oh, my God, that's that's horrible. So then, of course, you know, Pat and I, watch the news pretty much the entirety of the morning to see what news there was. And, uh, I mean, basically when, by the time she called me, it was over, but just barely, I mean, it went all the way until the, like five or five, something five in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And that's when, uh, my wife, uh, she works at one of the hospitals off orange Avenue, which is, uh, where the club is located off of. So they basically called her at five in the morning saying, you need to find an alternate route to work because Orange Avenue was closed due to an incident. They didn't specify. They just said you need to find an alternate route when you come in. And that was, you know, that was enough grounds to get up and go, okay, what the hell happened? And, you know, by that point, they had, I think they had just commenced the rescue with the, you know, the, the distractionary bomb to kind of draw the, uh, the gunman's attention and, at that point, they had still only confirmed like in the twenties, twenties of yeah. of dead, and then they said though there was in the forties for injured, but they were still you know still on the scene, still trying to gather information. Um, and then yeah, it just escalated from there. the The numbers just got higher. Um, someone else want to talk about their? Oh, oh, well, one more thing I will say about I mean our day to day has been constant. Facebook, texting, calling, email for my for our friend Carrie, who used to go to Pulse a lot with us. Well, hello, someone's here. Um, we uh, constant communication, and it's really kind of amazing. It's kind of it's kind of awesome that uh, they. Uh, I don't know. Who it is. So it's delivery. Oh. So, uh, constant communication with everybody, uh, checking in, seeing how we're doing. I, I know, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Obviously, everyone pretty much, I, from what I've heard, has been constantly pinged by everyone they know. And even if you fo- post on Facebook, hey, I'm fine. And, uh, you know, people still want to see how you're doing, if you know anyone, and it's been... And that's, well, that's the thing. It's always the, the, the same two questions of, okay, well, I see you're okay. Did you know anyone? Right. And, yeah. Um, so it's, it's awful. It's an awful thing to have to go through in no matter, you know, especially as you're a victim or you're close to people who are killed. But being in that community is an, an awful experience, but yet at the same time, you feel a sense of community more than you did, would normally. And you have those connections to people you haven't had connections with in forever. And they kind of reaching out to verify that you're still there. It's, it's kind of a, it's, it's consoling in this kind of time. But yeah. uh, who, what else did you guys have as well, far I'm, as reaction? I'm very uh, 
glad about the kind of amount of support that's come out uh, since this has happened. Um, uh, my friends in Ireland and the UK were all throwing out their uh, condolences and their uh, thoughts and prayers. Um, I was a little weirded out when people were texting me and calling me at like six o'clock in the morning because I'm still fast asleep. Um, but uh, I think it was you, Brian, who texted me and like asked me if I was okay. And I didn't quite understand the context of what uh, Brian was talking about until he told me that there was a shooting at, at Pulse uh, last night. And so um, it's um, it's been a long, exhausting day for, for all of us, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My um, I have a friend that just came back. Uh, he's been he's been deployed mm-hmm. for the past year, and he just got back yesterday. And uh, I was talking to him and everything, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna have you know have a good time, and uh, I'll probably drink myself under the table." And I was like, "Okay, that's great." Uh, I'm, and so I just went to a small bar and hung out with a couple friends, and I went home. And when I woke up this morning, because I didn't wake up till nine. Um, I had all these messages and I'm driving to work and I'm at every stoplight. I'm like, once I f- realized what had actually happened, you know, all, it was just kind of a frantic thing to just try and make sure everybody I knew was okay. Cause I had no idea who was going out, what everybody was doing. And right when I pull into work, I realized that he had gone out and I didn't know, like he hadn't, he hadn't messaged anyone. Everybody was calling him. Everybody was calling me asking if if he had gotten a hold of me and everything and it was and then around noon he he finally checked in and told everybody that they were fine and that they they didn't go but at the same time i was like just that like three hours of not knowing was enough to like just i i think at one point i just went into a room at work and like laid down because i just because then i actually had to deal with what actually happened, not just the worrying about other people. I was, you know, that's something that happened less than eight miles away from where I live, you know, and bless my mom's heart. I called mom, I texted mom and let my mom know she, I was okay. And she calls me and she's like, what, what are you talking about? Did you actually <laughs> send me the wrong text? And oh, I was Lord. like, oh boy, now I get to explain what happened to my mom. And then I told her and then she started crying. So it was, uh, Ugh. yeah, it was a, it was a day. I, um, <clears throat> I was visiting with some friends from out of town, and I was downtown last night to see a show, and uh, I dropped my friend off, and I, I drove out to Avalon where my friends are staying, and my friend, just like at three, like 2.30 in the morning, is messaging me and asking me if, if I'm at home, and I'm just like, no, I'm like, why? He's like, well, there was a mass shooting at Pulse, and... I'm like, do do they know anything? He said, no, not yet. And I started um, looking for information, but it was all still so new. And so I didn't know anything. Um, And you don't want to, like, raise alarms, but you also don't want to not say anything. So um, I guess I just got kind of overwhelmed. I'm just like, well, you know, so far, everyone that I've contacted is okay. I'll wait a couple of hours. Um took a nap, woke up, it's bedlam, uh, found out my sister almost went to Pulse last night, um, and, uh, she's fine, and and I'm happy she's fine, and, like, I've never really felt, like, 100% safe anywhere, because I'm super neurotic as fuck, but, um, 
Like, to not feel safe, to know that none of my friends feel safe, to know that, you know, tomorrow we're going to know, like, who's dead, who's not. We're still missing some people. So, you know, an hour from now, two seconds from now, you know, we can all find out, like, a, a friend of ours is dead. Like, I don't cry. Like, I don't, I don't cry because, like, I'm not just sad i'm like really frustrated because like this happened and and i'm i'm worried for people and like i could give a damn about the shooter and i don't care what his motives are because you know this this terrible thing happened like you know i i remember going to pulse because like you guys said like pulse was your like some for some of us it was our first like home bar like i you know, spent year after year going there, you know, every weekend hanging out with people and seeing familiar faces. And, you know, it's, you know, when you, when you, when you're calling your friends and um, you're waiting for that text message, it's just like, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there and start calling people and hope to God they pick up. And when they don't, you're freaking out because you just like, like your best friend could be dead. You just don't know. Like you just don't know. And it's, it is not that I don't think that we won't all heal and we won't move past. It's just that initial, like, like the initial shock. I think that's what it is. I think I'm just still in shock that, like, so many people that, like, I know and we all know, it's just, they're either, like, dead or dying or, you know, just catatonic and, like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel or what I'm supposed to do. Like, you know... How can I help? Like, I've never been, like, a vigil person. and Because I'm not emotional. And that sounds really strange because I'm crying my eyes out. But, like, it just... I feel, like, lost. And I, I think that's where most of the issues are coming from. Like, with me personally, I just don't, like... You know, for someone who kind of always can eke out a plan, like, there's no plan for this. Like, you can't plan for this. All you can do is just, like, sit there in horror and think that... You know, a bunch of people died for no fucking reason. Yeah, this this is what Paris has dealt with, Boston's dealt with, New York certainly dealt with. I mean, communities have this happen. In this in, not even in this day and age, it's happened for years and years. Terror is not new, and it's the powerlessness, like you said. It's there's nothing you can do to prepare. But I think the thing we can certainly do as a community is what we are doing. Um, the call for blood, I was amazed, not only seeing it on the news, but talking to people who are looking for a place to donate. They're like, where do you go? I said, I would go on that website, oneblood.org and see what's out there. And they said, we've been to like five different places and they're all out of supplies or there's lines or, and so basically like that's, I mean, it's amazing that that shows that the community of at least Orlando got the word out, mobilized and got people to donate. Yeah. And that's huge. And there's a GoFundMe now set up by Quality Florida if you want to donate to the family of the victims. We'll put a link to it up on the website, on our Facebook, and on our uh, the Nerdy Show page. Um, if you're if you're local too, they have um, uh, UCF has said they're going to have donation centers for the entire week. Um, so if you're looking to to give blood, they're going they they need blood and they're going to do it 
uh, do it all week. So if you can get out there this week, that would really help. Um, and if you're local and you need some sort of grief counseling, uh, multiple places, multiple churches, um, if you're religious, even if you're not, uh, the center um, here in Orlando is offering counseling, and so is UCF. Yeah, we were we were watching the news, and we were very pleased watching the social media news and then the actual news that you know Terry and Ben and Tim and some of the other people from the center were very out in the community rallying. I mean, if you're gonna pick a community to target, you could the gay and lesbian community is not a and, and trans like that is a strong community. If anything comes out of this uh, this tragedy, you will have galvanized a community that was starting to become very stratified. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And have a lot of infighting. And on top of that, you will now basically have created a sort of sense of victimhood for the gays and lesbians and trans community that is going to make people who are already kind of intolerant Really rethink that. So the only thing I feel it really is a positive that comes out of all this is a unified sense of community among all of us. And I get pissed off when I see little tweets from politicians that seem to start already chipping away at that and, and doing things to try to make their own issues and just... Well, and that'll be the worst consequence of this is that the 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 recently deceased will basically become the the banner for whatever politician wants to use this in an election year. Building the wall, banning the Muslims. I mean, Trump's even reiterated that bullshit. I don't. I don't even. I I was so busy earlier today just trying to make sure people were okay that I just you know. In all honesty, the best thing people can do when it comes to that don't don't read the just don't read it. Just like if you see Donald Trump said anything, you know what? It don't even don't even. Don't even let them like read that this many people clicked on that link. The best thing you can do is just don't even give them enough enough ammo. Don't don't let them think that even people care about it. Yeah. The, the problem with that is that it's not just clicking on a link and reading it on Facebook. I mean, we were watching West Two all morning, 
and Donald Trump tweeted out, you know, the uh, his asinine bullshit earlier in the morning, and it's being read to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you you can't just sit there and go, okay, well, I'm not going to bother. Yeah. You know, when it's in a situation like this where they don't have a lot of information, they don't have a lot of footage, they don't have, um, they don't have the material to become accommodate to a 24 hour news cycle. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, West two from the time that we were woken up and turned the TV on at, you know, whatever, six 30 in the morning until two 30 when I left to go to the, the or two 15 West hadn't taken a commercial break. I mean, that's just straight up like nonstop being on the air, trying to report this. So all you're seeing is that same, footage those same clips of the cops outside of the building the same footage of the people being loaded up into ambulances or into pickup trucks because they didn't have enough ambulances on site to get people down the street to the hospital um so when when trump tweets out you know early you know early this morning that's they they jump right on it to to read that on the air you know not saying that it's because of you know they're they're trying to put trump in your face but He's a presidential candidate, you know, so they're going to take that and they're going to going to put it out there. And no matter how much you don't want to bother with that, no matter how much you don't want to look at the compiled list of the atrocious tweets that are coming in saying that the that the shooter, you know, did the right thing and that it was about time that, you know, um, insignificant lives were targeted instead of important people. You know, that's the stuff that you don't want to, but at the same time, you almost need it to to continue that fire of wanting to stand up and make a change in this goddamn world. Because if, you know, I lived through 9-11, being from New York, being 40 minutes away from, from ground zero, where my father worked across the street, you know, where my boyfriend worked in the towers... And living through that to then come to come to today and have, you know, thankfully, the few people that I knew, you know, I were fairly quickly accounted for. But being a part of the LGBT community, being a part of the nightclub community. It's hard to just imagine that if it were a different night and it was a different bar, that could have been me. Yeah, I could have been there. That you know, it, that's it's hard to fathom. It's extremely hard hard to fathom. I I think I I think I understand why I've been upset, and I've it's helped me with the tears, and I think it's because I've just been trying to like suss out like what's going on and like. Trying to process it all. I think I'm just pissed. I think I'm just I'm just pissed, and not like just full of rage, but just full of rage and nothing to direct it at. And I think that's I think Pat, that's what you're getting at. Like you just you know you lived through 9/11. Like most of my family, like 80 percent of them, is in New York. Um, I remember how scary that was, and seeing my mom, um, you know, who was born and raised in New York you know, raised us there for two years, decided to move down to Florida, like how she felt and trying to get a hold of people. And I think that's, I think that's what we're in right now is that 
like a lot of us are just angry and like what do you do with that like do you just you know cry do you just shout from the rooftops it's you know do you go out and volunteer which i would suggest in any capacity that you can um i think is i think that this is one of those turning points where nothing's ever the same not that you don't have some semblance of everyday life eventually, but nothing's the same. And nor should it ever be the same. Um, and I'm not saying that we should, you know, bury the memories of our dead and, like in our hearts and let it fester. But, you know, come out of this with this like renewed vigor. And, you know, some people are saying a sense of pride, but for me, I think it's more of a sense of defiance. Like, like I have to be defiant. We yeah. have to be defiant. We owe it to those kids. Because, like, Brian, like you said, Pulse is a, a young people's club. Like, you know, I was 20, 22, 23. Where did I go? I went to Pulse. Like, they're children. They're, they're our kids. Like, fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck this. There we go. I'm feeling better now. Fuck <laughs> this. So, I don't know. It's still not on the official list, but... Somebody did just post on Drew's Facebook that he was his name was confirmed. I mean, I it's not official, but I mean at this point, he's among the missing. He's not in the hospitals. His mother's been all over the media. Uh, it's heartbreaking. I mean, as soon as I saw her this morning, I was my heart dropped into my chest or whatever. It was just, or it was in my throat or whatever. It just like completely floored me, not knowing that it was Drew's mom, but having that sense that oh my god, this could be my mother you know, reacting to me being missing. It's it's heartbreaking. And Drew is an amazing person and we all uh I think we all we all share the sense of loss, but I know specifically uh his group of friends, including Joshua Yale, who is our our good friend and former castmate, uh I mean obviously in this terrible, terrible time it's 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 all we can do to give you all the support we can muster. And again, the the uh, uh, GoFundMe for the victims is being managed by Quality Florida, so it's not a scam. Um, there is also one that is being run by the center. Okay, good. In uh, conjunction with, I believe, Zebra and Hope and Help. Good. So, I mean, as much as you feel like donating may just kind of be a quick and easy thing for some, it, it means a lot to the families because now they're faced with just debilitating loss that's going to affect them not just physically, emotionally, spiritually, but, but financially, because they have to bury somebody and that's a huge expense and they have to, they have to deal with what that means. And that could be getting them out of a lease. I mean, there's all kinds of things that could just totally crush you. Um, so please, please give that a, a thought. I do want to say thank you to Imam Mushri. He's a local, uh, Mus uh, Muslim leader in central Florida. He's, on a show I listen to called Faith with Friends on our local NPR. He was part of an early press conference today, and I'm glad they brought him in only because this is not about Islamic terrorism. This is about hate, and the, the religion of Islam, as much as it is misused in this day and age, is still a, a religion of peace, and he is a leader I've respected for a long time about, you know, in his faith, being a person of peace and love and and, and reaching across all of the faiths. He and his comrades is a, is a Jewish, uh, uh, what was that called? A uh, Rabbi. Rabbi, thank you. Wow. 
and a and a minister, a Christian minister, that they have this show and they just talk. It's called Friends of Faith. And every time I listen, I'm really, really it's what I think religion should be. And what they do together is what is the best of religion. And what this person may have uh, committed in the name of religion, it was not the not not real, not true religion, not not the true faith of Islam. So I want to thank him for getting out there and speaking about this uh, directly, because a lot of times it's danced around or people use it as a, a thing, but this guy got out in front of it, and I really appreciate it. Um, there, just so everybody, anybody local listening and everybody here knows, there's a candlelight vigil um, for Orlando at Lake Eola next Sunday on uh, at 8 p.m for a scheduled because sunsets at 8 25 so by the time this airs basically that coming sunday yeah the 19th okay the 19th um, of june i also want to say that it was a challenge today but the uh, local gay and lesbian community band actually performed uh it was a, a it was their fifth anniversary concert and i wasn't sure if it was right or not to perform i, I kind of went back and forth thankfully i didn't have to make the decision but what I will say is it was a it was a good concert and the only thing you well one of the things you can do is continue to live your life in the face of such hate and terrorism and not let any of these things stop you from loving and living and making music in this case and I'm really glad we we turned it out and and, and it's a great organization and and any community organization you're a part of this is a great time to volunteer and give back to them and help them reach out to other communities and really support each other. Cause like oral, you were saying, like, what can you do? Like, this is it. This is what you do. This is all we can do. The geek community, the gay community, the every community, this, this is what we do. We keep each other safe as much as we can. And we support each other when we can't. So I think that's the huge thing to take away. And the blood donations are still worth doing. Um, even if it's not necessarily like going to go to the victims in Orlando, People need blood everywhere. That's a constant thing. And I know there's the whole, you know, if you haven't had sex with a man for a year, and there's all these other things. And I, I read something on Facebook. I wasn't sure if it was true that they've lifted that. It's not. No, it's false. No. I thought it's so. False. But here's the deal. Those of you who are listening, and I know you have a lot, we have a lot of straight listeners. I don't know if you knew that. Um, you guys can give all you want as long as you haven't had anal sex or whatever with a man. Somehow. I guess that works. I don't know. Read the rules. Go have sex. Go, go donate blood. Do all of it. And and uh, and just keep keep uh, keep us in your thoughts because uh, you know obviously we saw Paris and other communities. It takes a while to heal, but again, I feel confident we're gonna heal and be even stronger. I just want to say that this is the time where we need to band together in support and unity and it's going to happen because that's the world that we live in but it's going to be this whole thing about islamic terrorism and this was um you know a religious or isis attack on our soil and this is the point in time where we don't need to start becoming xenophobes and Islamophobes and fear and well and yeah and and just putting it you know out there that we're now gonna hate all brown people. No, fuck that. 
That's not what this is I about. I like to make a point of contention. <laughs> They've already always hated brown people. Well, <laughs> I love brown people. You know don't that. don't let it fuel those fires. The the problem is those people are always going to hate the hate. Th- that group of people. Haters going to hate whether them. it's going to be black people, whether it's Muslims. Those people aren't aren't the issue. The problem is going to be the people that can't make sense of what happened. And this is the point in time where we as a community, not just the LGBT community, but the Orlando community as Americans come together and say what happened was senseless and it was tragic. But unless there is some proof that he was part of a group of people that were planning this thing, this is somebody who was severely mentally fucked up who decided to go out, who was a U.S. citizen and decided to go out and legally purchase guns and drive 90-plus miles at 2 o'clock in the morning to then barrel into a nightclub, a gay nightclub, guns blazing, and take out a third of the people inside of that building. Mm -hmm. That's who we have to be mad at. That one person. I don't care if he's dead or not. Be mad at him. Blame him. And support the people who need to be supported at this point in time because nothing good is going to come out of trying to blame an entire race, an entire religion, or anybody else for this. Here, here. 9-11, yeah. you want to sit there and you want to talk about the extremists, but that was because an entire group of people turned around and planned to do with the maximum damage to this country. And that's fine. Blame those people. Be mad at those people and those extremists in that group. This is not that time. Well, and you can't honestly say, too, that among the the people that died in 9-11, the people that died in any terror attack, people that died last night, that the government didn't walk in and go, I'm sorry, are you Muslim? Okay, you can leave. He was killing without any kind of care in the world. Yeah, so yeah. every religion... Everybody was affected by exactly. this. I mean, this was, and, and that was the thing that killed me the most today, listening to the news and, and, and them sitting there in news outlets trying to figure out, well, we haven't determined if this is a terror attack or a hate crime. Why? There's no reason that they're mutually exclusive in this case. It was a hate crime and a terror attack. It was both. There was no or. It was an and. And when President mm-hmm. Obama came out and addressed... And, and did his statement and, and addressed the public. He was one of the only people that I heard speak up until about two thirty that said that it was a that it was a hate crime and it was an act of terror. And that's what it was. Yep. So another friend of mine, uh, indirectly, uh his name was Omar and he was a musician that um another friend of mine knew very well and I guess he was also among the dead. So this is what we're in for for the next few days, and I, you know, I can't, I can't agree more with what Pat said and what we've said here is, this is not the time to let this turn into hatred, mm-hmm. no matter who you're hating against. It, it really is a time to focus on what we can do to stop this as a community, and keep us from going down darker paths, um, like we did after 9/11. So. And that's the easy choice. It's, the, it's very that's, easy. That's yeah. the easy thing to say is, well, I'm just going to hate yep. anyone that is different from me mm-hmm. or anybody that I think would be responsible for these things. We're all capable of doing something terrible. Yeah. So. 
It's it's true. So and the city of Orlando, the um, the official list, uh, and obviously depending on you know who knows who and whose friends have been have been affected, um, the city's only released seven names so far. And we mentioned the fact that Pulse was kind of like the uh, the the beginner bar, the the gabies, um, the youngest person that has been reported by the city was 20 years old. Wow. Yeah. 20, 22, 34, and 36. Or, that was in a 23-year-old. So, it's, I mean, when you're talking, the majority of the people released so far, seven out of the 50 so far, 20 to 23 years old. Just starting their lives. Yep. That's just, ugh. So, if you have any uh, thoughts or you know, we're not we're not soliciting uh, sympathy or anything like that. But if you if you do share this uh, episode, please, you know, share the word about the GoFundMe. Share the word about donating blood. Let's again turn this terrible tragedy into a positive thing, as much as we can, for our communities to come together and never let this happen again. But also be resilient enough to recover if and when this happens again somewhere else. And so, thank you to the people who have reached out yes. to us, our listeners and our friends who several yes. people who contacted us either via Facebook, via text message, phone call, whatever it is, um, to check on us. And I mean, that was one of our biggest concerns this morning amongst ourselves was just making sure that, uh, that the people that we knew were okay and we're thankful for the ones that are. And we, uh, we hang our, our heads low for the ones who are not. Yes. And, uh, Whatever the whatever comes out about our friend Drew, we definitely want to dedicate this episode to him because he was an amazing man and he's ha- he actually leaves behind a quite a quite a body of work of his own that we'll share with you guys online and many people's lives that he's touched as a, uh, a counselor, um, not to mention his friends and family. So thank you, Drew, and uh, we hope we hope you're in light wherever you are and. Uh, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.